God is a God of not one chance, but second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and sometimes fifth chances. And we're going to talk about that tonight with our guest, Second Chance Rising. I'm a brain tumor survivor, and um, when I was going through the recovery, God used music to help heal me, and it was heavier, harder music that he used to help heal me. I am completely healed. The doctors cannot explain it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Jesus healed me. Life is crazy for a lot of people, and you know, people can come out and just enjoy good music. It's for all ages. And it's, and it's just a really nice, peaceful setting, isn't it? It's very peaceful. Uh-huh. It feels like an oasis. Yeah. It really does. And I think this weekend's going to be a great getaway for people. Get Revelation Rock Fest. Thank you so much for being here with us, Ben. That's right. Get Revelation Rock Fest coming up on Saturday, May 13th, 2020. Three and tonight we've got our band with us, Second Chance Rising. And you know, I just had them in the studio with me a moment ago, and they just seem to uh, disappear. We're having some uh, something happen over here, so I am looking for them on the screen. Uh, they <laughs> have them come back again. As you know, this is live, and uh, anything can happen. So uh, just stand by, and we will have them online with us again, and and, and bring them up. Again, get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2023 at Lithoscry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y dot com. You can check it out there. So you know what we're going to do while we wait for them to come on? Let's go ahead and check out a Second Chance Rising song. And this one is um, entitled Salvation. Salvation 
That's right. That is Salvation by Second Chance Rising. And look, they have magically appeared again back on screen. I'll tell you what, when you're doing live anything like this, anything can happen. And guys, I'll tell you what, I'm glad it worked that way because I want to thank everybody that's tuning in right now. I love all the hearts and the thumbs up that are showing up on the screen to that song, which absolutely rocks. It's called Salvation. And I have to do this for you guys because this song is so good. You get the Lithos Cry Amy Paw of Approval. Our studio dog totally approves. There you go. (laughs) May not be a Dove Award, may not be a Grammy, but you get the the Paw of Approval. Guys, welcome to the live stream. Thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. Absolutely. Hey, before we get started, we start taking a deep dive into your music and the Word of God. Can you guys go around and introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name's uh, Jim Stanton. I live out here in uh, Georgia, nearby uh, in a town called Appling in the Augusta area. And my name's Ray Obrey, and I live over in Thompson, Georgia. We're kind of based out of here and do all our practices. And Keith Shetlin, I play bass. I'm out of Evans, Georgia. Barton Fitzry, I'm out of Thompson, Georgia as well. Hi, I'm Earl Hoover. I live in Augusta, Georgia, playing the drums. <laughs> You're the drum guy. I love it. Can you pick the drummer out? He's the crazy one. Right? <laughs> the, cra- the crazy guy over it, over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the name Second Chance Rising. I want to start with that because it's really not just a name. It's really a statement of who you are. There's some deep personal significance to this name for most of you in the band, or probably all of you. And before we get started, so that people can understand where you're coming from as a band and in ministry, can you share with us the personal significance to each of you of the name Second Chance Rising? Yeah, so originally, a lot like your testimony, I was diagnosed with advanced stage prostate cancer at 45 years old. And and I had a long season of my life uh, that I wasn't playing any, not any Christian music, but I wasn't even really making God a part of my life for many years. And then upon that diagnosis and um, getting down on my knees for the first time in a long time, and I, you know, I felt so guilty and felt unworthy, I didn't even ask God to heal me. I just promised him that I would uh, take this second chance, this opportunity for my life, uh, whether it was six days, six years, or 60 years, to, uh, to lift him up. And to uh, in all his honor and glory, and um, and it kind of started there for me, and kind of when we founded the band and kind of sat down and talked about that name, and we just everybody you know has a second chance story, or most people do, are thankful for second chances, and we know we know that we need much many more than second chances, and you know we're just rising up to the occasion to lift that up, and um, and that's that's kind of where it originally started for, but it I do think you're right, it is a name we try to choose that that did resonate with everybody as part of, you know, it's part of everyone's testimony, you know, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. that That's the amazing thing about God. We're going to dive into that a little bit later and Hey, our comment lines are open. And if any of our viewers uh, want to comment in on Facebook live or YouTube live on a second chance, maybe they've had and share that with us tonight. We'd love to hear that testimony because there's power in testimony. We were talking about that last week with our brother Ziggy here in Charleston, South Carolina, how the word of our testimony, the, the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony is what defeats Satan. You know, Roy, uh, I, I want to talk about this a little bit more um, in detail about the situation that you had with the cancer, because, you know, we live in a world that is just filled with death, um, you know, disease, sickness. That's just part of living in a fallen world. And you went through something and I went through something, but I want to hear from you how you did this. How can somebody walk through maybe going through something like cancer and see something positive and have and have hope at the same time? Well, you know, for me, um, you know, I lived it. I had a lot of different trials that we probably could take the whole show up on up until that point. I was realizing I was needing God in my life and so many things. And I mean, went to the doctor. I was feeling no pain. I didn't have anything going on with me. I had several. We've lost a little bit of audio. I'll be coming in. I went to the, went to the doctor and um, left there uh, that day, uh, needing more testing and went back a week later and found that advanced stage of cancer. And um, the, 
after it's all said and done, John Hopkins uh, University, they only gave me 11% chance of ever being cancer-free. I just passed the 10-year mark. I give him all the praise and glory that we're, wow. we don't worship a God of statistics. Amen. We worship a God of miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he is He is indeed a God of miracles. The short version, the short version of the testimony. <laughs> yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> hey, we've got some comments coming through from our viewers tonight. This is great. We had, we had comments coming in even before we came on. We had our friend Meredith Dunkel all the way from uh, New York. I mean, as far north as you can go in New York, probably. Uh, she's excited about tonight's live stream. And we've got Frank. He says, you all are great. And then we've got Keith. He says, great to hear you guys. You guys definitely have a very genuine sound. And that was birthed out of a genuine experience where the Lord had healed you and had given you a second chance. And, you know, when you're going through something like that, I know it was this way for me. Uh, I had to look at things through a different filter. I, I couldn't look at things through the negative filter, but I had to cling on to the promises of God uh, when I was going through my ordeal with the brain tumor. I couldn't look at, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm, it, it's, it's doom. It's over. I just had to trust and rest in the Lord in the whole thing. There was, I knew there was nothing else that I could do uh, with it. And it's all taking a look through, it's a matter of what filter you look at things through. We can either look at it through the negative filter of the world and the way the world looks at it, or we can look at it through the filter of, of hope. And even in the most dire and desperate situations, we see that so often in scripture, um, you know, looking at it from hope, God loves that. He loves it when we put our trust and our hope in him and the filter. And there's a song that I want to play. And I love this song. It's called cancer sucks. And it's that positive filter. You want me to tell you how that song originated? You want Absolutely. To play it yes. So, you know, a lot like, you know, after the first couple of weeks of my diagnosis, a friend of mine gave me a book uh, called your journey with God through cancer. And it's it a series of devotionals and, and, and Bible verses. And I started to get that hope you talked about. And really, after about two weeks in my my renewal of a relationship with Jesus Christ, I didn't really have, I was at peace with no matter what happened. I knew that if I left here, I was going to be in a better place. I wasn't ready to leave, you know, but I knew that I was going to be in a better place. So I really was at peace. It was tough, but I was at peace. Now, when I started getting to my radiation treatments and going through other treatments, I was finding... I was seeing these kids that were going through the same thing with me and every one of them that I'd spoke to had a genuine love for Jesus and had all the hope in the world that they were going to be healed. And there was no way that I could go through what I was going through when these kids had such courage and a couple of them local here, um, kids um, that I knew personally and their parents. And we got invited to play for an organization called Hunting for the Cure. And you can look, they can look that up. And it's an organization that keeps still runs down here, just about 40 miles from us here in Georgia. And it's a place that kids that have diagnosed with cancer can go and be outside. They fish and they hunt and they're with they're with their other friends. They're going through the same thing that they are they're going through. And we got asked to play down there and do a show on opening day of turkey season. And the band about killed me because about four or five days before the show, I said, I got to write a song, especially for those, for those kids. And, um, I remembered walking around with a young man named Tanner Reese. He had his head was shaved and he had on top of his head, cancer sucks. And that just came to mind. And we wrote that song, um, for that organization in the last verses, you know, hunting at the Grady steel and so forth and so on. And that's how that song originated. So we, we learned it just a couple of days so we could play it live. I think we ended up having to play it three or four times that night, but a very good evening. and, And that's how, that's how that song started uh, from these young kids that were so bravely fighting cancer that really were my inspiration to go through the same thing. And a child shall lead them. Isn't that true? Yep, absolutely. This is Cancer Sucks by Second Chance Rising.
can But all I know Is part of his plan Cancer sucks Cancer Sucks by Second Chance Rising, who we have on the screen with us. I want to ask you this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> I want to show you this. So this was a, this, can you see it okay? Yeah, this I can was see the guitar it. that I, I bought just for that show. And gold represents um, child childhood cancer, the gold color. And it's the month okay. of September. And after the show, you can see all these signatures on it. And we call them warriors down there, heroes hunting for the cure. And all these people were some some kids that were battling cancer. And they signed that and uh, decorated the guitar. Nice. And it's one, of my, uh, one of my cherished moments. And we played, I only played this guitar during September. It was Childhood Cancer Month. So I thought it'd be nice. pretty cool to show that to you. That is really cool. Thank you for showing that. Hey, and those that are listening on the replay on the uh, podcast on our audio feeds, go ahead and check us out on YouTube and you can ch- uh, see that guitar. And we're real easy to find because there's only one of us. It's Lithos Cry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y. And you can see the guitar that they were just uh, showing us here on the live stream. You know, looking back at the time before you were diagnosed with the cancer and you were healed of the cancer. It's my understanding you, your walk with the Lord quite wasn't as intimate as it should be. Um, you, you weren't as intimate with the Lord. What were some things that you learned looking back at that time that was a little bit darker for you now that you are walking in alignment with the second chance that God's given you? Well, and you know, it, so it, I guess it started out as late as a, as a late teenager, and you know, I fell in love with the Lord. I actually was singing and writing Christian music, and sometime in my mid twenties, um, I just didn't. I just thought I was too good for church, Glenn. I thought I was going to church with a bunch of hypocrites, and there's some things I didn't agree with what the preacher was doing, which biblically he was wrong. But I didn't. I just thought that um, I could do it on my own. You know, yeah. you don't have to be a you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. That's right. But for me, what happened was, is, is I drifted away from the Lord in a couple of years and I spent a long season of my life, 20, 30 years that, you know, that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't number one in my life. I still absolutely consider myself a Christian. We never denied him, but I certainly wasn't living for the Lord. You might say I was an undercover Christian sometimes. No, you know, nobody could really tell I was a Christian unless, unless you might've asked me. Um, but looking back on that, um, I can see, where he was trying to mold me and, and put things in my life to get me back to serving him. Um, and just looking at that time. We've got a break in the audio. I'm going to go through the comments really quick here. We got Frank. He says, 
Um, he says, I am so proud of you, Ray, uh, from you and your mother-in-law. And then we've also got Keith. He says, thank you guys for blessing others and sharing the gospel. Yes. Cancer. Yes. Sucks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We love Keith. Keith is, um, uh, he's the one that, you know, started that hunt for the cure that, that just blesses so many children, you know, just yeah. really, it really does. Yeah. But, but looking back says, at that time, I just know that how much, I, how much I miss the Lord, how much I needed him. And that's, you know, that's just, um, you don't realize it when you're going through it. And, hey, I was having a ball, but I was hurting a lot of people around me uh, as well. You know, so, you know, that's the biggest take. The, the biggest dark part, I guess, is part of that is some of those people that I may have not been able to pay as much attention to or treated right, so to speak. And, and uh, but, yeah. you know, a lot of different things led me back to him. It's amazing. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. The comments, I really appreciate these comments coming in. We've got uh, Andrew says, great testimony. And we've got Sin, um, she, uh, Cindy Wilcox, I believe it is, says, thank you for sharing your story. You guys are amazing. It's amazing how God can bring such beautiful things out of things that we would see as just tragic and the end of things, just just doom and, and gloom and it's over and it doesn't work that way. And, you know, in hearing your testimony and in thinking about second chances is God offers us the second chance. He, he offers it to us, but it's us where we have to come into alignment with that offer of that second chance. And the Bible's got a very clear word for that. And that is repentance. It's when we change to accept that second chance that he gives us, <clears throat> excuse me, to do it all over again and to create something even better than what we could have imagined even probably in the first place. I'd like to ask some of the other members of the band, you know, you guys have also lost uh, some loved ones to cancer. You've had some tragedies. You have had some disappointments. What did the Lord show you? What was the greatest thing that the Lord showed you through these tragedies that have brought you where you are today? One of the things that showed me, I lost my mother. And then the very next year I lost my wife. I lost my wife to breast cancer. That was my first wife. And about the time I came on with the band, my second wife was starting to go through, through some things, and she wound up also with breast cancer. She's still with me. She's been through it twice. She's a two-time survivor. But what it showed me is, yeah, you, as dark as it gets, you don't walk this road alone. Amen. Especially if you, you call upon him and you ask him to help, you find out he's carrying you. You're not walking. He's carrying you. And I learned a long time ago, just accept it as it comes. Because whatever it's meant to teach you, you're going to learn it as you go. Hmm. I'd like to kind of zero back in on that for a second. So these tragedies that we go through in life, you know, whether it be the death of a loved one, death of a dream, or maybe even that diagnosis that we've got, you know, maybe six weeks or six months to live. Those are teaching experiences mm -hmm. for us. That's what, that's what you're telling us right now is that these are teaching experiences. Sure. Because a lot of times you learn your best material from God through tears. Wow. That's when you will listen the most, is when you hurt the most. And he knows this. But that's also the time when he can finally reach you because you're willing to listen. Wow. That is very, very powerful and very, very profound. Um, and those that are watching this and listening to this, go back and listen to that again. Something very worthwhile and considering is that these dark times, these trials, these tribulations, they are a schoolmaster for us. They break our flesh so we can get to our, our spirit and our soul. Because I'm just thinking about my experience, you know, with, with the brain tumor. That was only one of three experiences, like in a three-year time frame. Um, the year, like two years before that, yes, two years before that, I had left a religious cult was really not wanting to read scripture because it was so tainted and really spiritually kind of confused at the same time had the brain tumor. Then a year after the brain tumor, um, went through a divorce, um, where the family packed up and left and it was me by myself. And if it were not for those three things, we would not be sitting here having Raven's heart. 
because when I was in the religious cult, I thought I knew everything and I preached against rock and roll and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, that it was of the devil and God schooled me during that time that I was in the desert, um, in, in, in the darkness. <laughs> we got another comment that's coming in here from Mike. He says, keep on fighting the good fight of faith. Great testimonies. You know, I love how last week we teed it up with the power of testimony, and that's what we've got going on here. And I'd like to address maybe somebody who's watching right now or listening saying, man, these guys are talking like this stuff is real. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> we, we, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, this, is, this is real stuff that's happened. Real healing, real testimony. These guys are on fire for the Lord, sharing the gospel. I would not be sitting here alive uh, if it weren't for the things that, that God had done to heal me. And I am completely 100% healed, as it showed in the testimony earlier. And the doctors can't explain it. They call me the miracle patient. And they've often talked about doing a... Uh, a case study on me. Boy, I'd be a case study and a half for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be good because that would be a way to produce, uh, to, to spread the word even further. Amen. It would. It would. It would. Uh, because if you're going to do a case study, just make sure you hold up the Bible and say, start here. <laughs> start right here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, and talking about these testimonies, the day after that I was diagnosed with the brain tumor, I mean, I was in pain. I mean, the headaches were just absolutely horrible, and I was losing my eyesight as well. Um, my commanding officer from my unit knocked on my door at my quarters, and he just stood outside the door, and he looked at me. He said, this is what he said, God's not done with you yet. If you need anything, call me, and walked away. Awesome. <laughs> and he said, right, God's right not here. done with you yet. And I think that's one of the things that I held on to is that God was not done with me yet. There was yet another chance that was coming. And this is this is a mystery of the kingdom of God. Angels can't fathom this, okay? God gives us second chances. And, you know, when we look in Scripture, there's some examples there. Can you guys, for maybe who's somebody who's not familiar with this concept, share some of the examples in Scripture where God has given people second chances? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, and in it's what God does, right? So he gives you second chances, not just just in life in general, but um, as far as being able to start over uh, with both Ray uh, and Bart here. But I'm a very critical person. And just reading, you know, this, this whole podcast thing just kind of reminded me to go back into scripture and really look at how God has given me second chances. I mean, I was living, I was living a really, really, sinful life and he just he, you know he just basically took me grabbed me and, and told me you need to come back to me and uh he, he does that so if he can do that for me he tells us in matthew 28 um you know how many times should i forgive someone he was like well more than you can count basically so if he's doing that for me i need to do that for other people and i need to stop yeah. being so critical it's it's a hard thing to do yeah, so I, it's just a thing that he does. And if he can do it for us, we need to do it to, to other people. And, you know, if somebody sins against us, and that's a hard thing to do, but it's a good reminder. So this 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 right here has made me think more about that. And basically at, at work, I was, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was like, wow, I – so kind of thank you for that. <laughs> you, you know, well, thank you. And you know what's really funny, Keith? And I'm not making this up. Um, I was driving home from work today and I was thinking about that verse where Peter asked, hey, how many times do I need to forgive this brother or sister that's offended me? Seven times? And Jesus is like, no, 70 times seven. And I had to come back and take a look at that again because that was what was resonating with me in preparing for this is that you know, God is just... There's so much mercy there, and there's so much grace there, and you know it's a really it seems like a really simple concept of God being a God of second chances. You know, it's something that somebody might say in Sunday school, or you might hear in a sermon. But if you really think about it, it's probably it, to me, it's a very complex theological uh, problem that that you have to take a look at because 
And God giving us second chances, well, we really don't deserve the second chance. So he's being gracious to us in giving the second chance. But then on the same side, he's also being merciful in withholding what we really do deserve for blowing it, you know, because he's holy and and we're not. And that's what took me to that verse in, in Matthew 28, where Peter's like, hey, how many times do I need to forgive this guy? And I can imagine Peter, you know, when you see his character in scripture standing, okay, so let's see how many times, how, yeah, keeping count and keeping score. And that's not what Jesus was saying, that there was a specific number is that you have to continue to forgive those that offend you. Um, I want to ask this question too, as we're deep diving into the scripture a little bit, you know, angels don't get second chances. They, they, they don't. Okay. We know that the, the angel formerly known as Lucifer did not get a second chance. Um, there's a whole bunch of angels that we read of in the book of Jude and in, in the, in second Peter, as a matter of fact, that they blew it, they transgressed and they're in chains of darkness and hell until that day of judgment. Why do you think that God gives us second chances, but not angels or other beings? Because he created us in his his image. That's exactly what I was going to say. And one of the things that he does for us is instead of punishment, he gives us discipline, which is a correction. And he wants us to learn who he is and how he is. Mm. So as a result, no we do not get punished like the angels do. The angels already see him. He wants us to know him through correction. In other words, he reguides us back where he needs us to be. Yes. Yes. It, it, yeah, and that discipline is also that freedom. So I think he gives us way more freedom to be able to choose. Um, it Just in faith alone. I mean, faith is what so many things and especially in the new testament has has really brought i mean faith is hoping for things that you don't see right so mm-hmm. that's just writing on on Bart, bart's uh, coattails there with that is being being able to when you don't think god is there but he is you know you don't see him you, you know and that's just i think that's a better way to glorify him and, and just the way we live without sometimes having a physical you know seeing presence but knowing his spirit's there with you. You know, you, you mentioned the comparison of the angels and people, you know, the difference, why Why is that? I don't really know the reason why, but I will say this, that we, we, we can't take it for granted because we're people that we deserve second chances because we don't. But, you know, and, and then, you know, the punishment was given, right, but to Jesus Christ, and he bore that for us. Yes. So yes. the punishment was delivered in, in the same manner, um, you know, but 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 it was absorbed by our Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we you know second chance rising. You know, we we should hold our head up with that, and you know, and, and walk proudly with that. That you know, we have that ability to you know continue on, um, you know, with that great gift that God has given us. Yes, man. No wonder we were having so many technical difficulties at the beginning of the edition tonight. Whenever we have issues like that, we, we go into, you know, this is just, and I love diving into scripture. And one of the reasons why I like doing this is you guys produce awesome music, but I want people to see that you're just more than music. You are about Jesus. You're about the word of God. You're about the truth of the matter. And, you know, I was thinking about this as well, about the whole angel and human thing. The difference, and I agree 100% because that's the conclusion that I came to, is that we are made in his image. Angels are not. Those are different beings. That's a different class of, of creation. Um, you know, And that's something we can talk about a whole nother time, and a lot of that's way above my pay grade right now. But one of the things that I found so beautiful is that when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, God promised them right there in Genesis 3, after they had sinned, he had promised them a second chance when he said that there'll be enmity between your seed and the seed of the serpent and that um, the, the woman's seed would bruise the head of the serpent, basically crush the head of the serpent, while the serpent would just bruise the heel and that there would be a deliverance coming. 
And that's what this whole life journey has been about through the ages um, since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden is God attempting and working to restore Eden again. And when we look at the new heaven and new earth, that's exactly what it's going to be. That's where we're going. And it took Jesus on the tree to take our sin and our punishment for us. And something else that I found very interesting, too, I was thinking about Moses for a moment where he was given a second chance because I was like, wow, this is so me. Because a lot of times, I don't know about you guys or any of our viewers and listeners, but sometimes I get ahead of God, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I know that you called me to do this, so I'm going to go do this in my own flesh and strength. And you remember, a lot of people don't. Moses tried to deliver Israel by killing some Egyptians, and that's what caused him to flee to the desert. And he spent that time out there where he went through the, um, you know, the school of leadership in the desert. And then he came back and was used as God desired how to use them. And Holly says, isn't it wonderful how God will meet us on the mountaintops and in the valleys? Love the death behind the beginnings of the band. Yeah, this is just priceless, priceless discussion that we're having tonight. And, you know, when that second chance happens, when we repent and we come in alignment with that second chance that he's offering, healing often occurs. And that's one of the things that I've noticed, especially in your situation, there was uh, a physical healing that occurred, a spiritual healing. Sometimes it could be a physical or spiritual um, healing uh, or, or both at the same time. And you guys have a song about healing called The Healer. What is the message of The Healer? Yeah, so that was a, that was our first uh, EP called The Healer. And all those songs were pretty personal to me because they were the first, first songs that I started back writing uh, Christian music again. And before even God blessed me with a band, um, we did a show called, I did a show just me and the acoustic music and a message where I shared my testimony. And I shared some of those songs, just me on acoustic and, you know, trying to bang out bar chords on there and, you know, rock and roll it. And, and so many lives were touched and, and it was just such a great evening. I knew then that, that, that God, this is what God wanted me to do. The song uh, is written is, you know, originally started out um, as a physical healing is the way I intended on writing that song. Okay. But you're absolutely right. It was just as much of a spiritual healing as it was a, as a, as a physical healing. And it's just my God, the healer, and he heals all things, physical addictions, mm -hmm. substance abuse, you know, struggles, relationship struggles, you know, healing. And, and what's so great is, is when I sing that song, we sing that song a lot of times is people come up after the show and it's like, that's my song. That song spoke to me. You know, that, wow. that yeah, I like that one, you know, and, and that's what is so, what I maybe had intended to write a song about, someone else takes that and it fits the mold uh, to what's going on in their life. And it's part of their testimony and it resonates with them. And, and that is such the, um, the blessings we get. Bart a lot of times tells, you know, we don't make a, we don't get a lot of money sometimes when we, when we play secular music. But the retirement benefits are awesome. But, but these blessings, I'm going to tell you, when these people come up after shows and they tell you that a song touched them or, you know, sometimes when we do it, the show at the church, we always do a, an altar call, invite people to come to the Lord. We always invite um, to come to the altar and pray. And, you know, I'd rather have a dozen people up there praying or giving their life to the Lord than a $100 bill from each one of them any day of the week. Um, and that's what it's all about. That's what we enjoy. And that's what we cherish. Yes. You're laying up treasures in heaven for the future, the, 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 the rewards that'll pay eternal dividends because, you know, this life is so short. It's nothing. It's but a vapor. And it's the next life that is the one that really is the one that's going to matter the most. And God's just preparing us for that. And God's just preparing us for that. Well, this is the healer by Second Chance Rising. And we hope that this becomes many other people's song. The healer. Don't teach me, Lord, to do your will for you are an amazing God. Gracious Spirit leads me forward and it fills my heart with love. Praise the Lord, you are my rock, give me everything. 
life's all about powerful song and content, but man, that is just so well produced and so well put together. Uh, Just a great song to listen to. Who does your production for you? Because as I'm listening to these songs through my headphones, I mean, the the production is just top notch. We recorded that one, believe it or not, uh, in my 10 by 10 bedroom before I built this studio in my backyard. The drums (laughs) we did record at, at church. We need a little bit more room for those, open them up a little bit, but everything else recorded in the bedroom in the house and and I um I produced and, and mixed that, and then that's the uh, we we sent that off to Ronnie Mills uh, Master House uh, up in Atlanta, who's the same guy that did Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers, and about four thousand other oh, people who's in the okay. George Music Hall of Fame. He did the mastering on it, and um, okay. But now we do we do all of that here in our own studio. We call it Studio Eight Twenty Five, and we do it do it all ourselves right here. Nice. Studio 825, anything behind the 825, or is that just your address? No, yeah, just an address. That cool Van Halen thing, like the 5150, you know, they had. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is cool. So how is it that God brought all you together as Second Chance Rising? Well, I would would say that uh, there are a lot of things out there that we just don't know about the workings of the Lord. I mean, there's things seen, and then there's those things unseen. And I will tell you that when he puts everything together, mixes it up, and makes the move, you don't even know it happens until it happens. I was trying to apply for jobs for three years, couldn't get a single job. Suddenly, I got three job offers in like the span of three months. Okay? So I took a job offer. And we sold our house on the second showing, and they wanted us gone so they could move in. And this is during that uh, 2008, the, the housing crisis. Oh, that What's disaster. going on? Why is everybody else having trouble selling their house? And we can't even get our household goods loaded up and moved out to come to Augusta. Next thing I know, my wife had gotten a job, and she was working, and... 
Bart, doing his job, came in and they started talking. They started talking about music. Oh, my husband's a drummer. Oh, really? Well, uh, let's get in touch with him. And then when Ray called, I said, you know, Ray, I'm kind of an older guy. You know, I, you know, all that bar scene and stuff, I left that behind. You know, all those kinds of things. He's like, well, I'm Good. old too. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was a, you know, I didn't know that it was going to happen because after that, that show that we did, that acoustic show, I told you, I've been praying for the Lord to put some like-minded musicians and either musicians would come that would want to make money that, you know, that we usually didn't have. And every penny that we get goes 100% of our money goes right back into our ministry for CDs or website, domain names and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we don't buy one guitar string, one drumstick, one nothing right now. We just, everything goes back into the ministry. And, but I prayed for a year later, there's a few times that I prayed angrily to the Lord. And I went down to the altar one Sunday and I said, Lord, all I'm trying to do is please you through this music. Where are my musicians? You're supposed to send them to me. You're supposed to be doing this for me. And it wasn't happening. I said, I guess you don't want me to do this. I'm just going to, I'll just sing with my acoustic, lead some worship by myself. If you want me to a band around me to, to praise you, you're going to have to send them to me because I'm, I'm done looking. And you know, walking back to my pew, I realized everything that I was saying, it was all about me, right? You know, I think I wanted the band more for me than I wanted it for him. And when I finally admitted that, it was just a couple weeks later that our first bass player finally called me. And um, we kind of been going back and forth, kind of uncommitted. And really in two or three weeks, we had we had a full band and we're practicing. And, and, and Bart is almost... Uh, one of the original members and Bart, I'll tell you about Bart. He was through with the, you know, the, the bass player said, Hey, I know a guy plays keyboard and guitar. He'd be great. Played with me before. And, um, so, you know, usually you audition, a, uh, audition for a band. You, you audition a new band member to see how it's like, but Bart actually auditioned us. Bart said, <laughs> I'm only doing Christian music. I'm done with the bar scene. We'll do some festivals. We'll do this and that and the other. So he was interviewing us. I said, perfect. Cause that's all we're doing too. You know, we don't, we don't do any secular music. Every once in a while we'll play a little something here at practice or something like that. We don't even do any covers for any other worship music. We, you know, I, I had someone tell me one, one day said, Ray, they've heard all that. They hear it every week at church. They hear it. nothing wrong with that. Anybody that does that. And every once in a while we do a cover every once in a while. But you know, somebody said, Ray, tell them the message God's putting in your heart that they need to hear from you. You know, so we do all original music, and sometimes it's tough for the show because if you know we go into a new place, they haven't heard any of our music. It takes them a minute, you know, to, to get warmed up, so to speak. But, yeah. but Bart, you know, had we had so similar testimonies with his wife going through cancer, and he and he was done with the bar scene. He was done with all that, and then we met Keith because uh, we needed a, our bass player was was uh, couldn't make a show one night, so I called Keith because we knew Keith and Jim from Rock of Salvation. I said, Keith, can you fill in for us? He said, sure, sure, man. So he comes over and he's learning all the songs on the bass. And then our drummer can't make it for a reason. I got sick or something. I can't even remember. Keith said, well, I can play the drums. I guess we'll just do drums and a guitar. I said, yeah, I guess so. And then Keith says, well, I know a guitar player that I think can play bass. So we put the show together, and that's how I met Keith. And when we needed a bass player, it turned out we got Keith involved. And then Keith says, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see the picture jim jim's new with us here and i knew jim too and he said you know jim's looking for a home and i'm like i'm thinking to myself do we really need another guitar player heck yeah we need a guitar player we're, we're a southern rock band can you really have too many guitar players never and i knew jim. and when jim was willing to come be part of the band and his heart for the lord he contributed so much just this last few months uh, with all the help with the sound and so much and so forth on. And, you know, that's our new lineup. And, and the Lord just puts, like Earl was saying, puts the right people in place at the right time. And everyone that's been part of Second Chance Rise, there's only been a couple more. We haven't really had a lot of people change out. But, but people get people get discouraged with Christian music. And I know that the Christian bands that are listening out there, you know, when you used to pack a house in a bar and you go out to a Christian venue and there's 10 people there or five people there or, you know, sometimes, I mean, it gets discouraging and sometimes it wears on you. But, um, you know, I think we got uh, so all the people that, that made Second Chance Rising part of our sound in the past have cherished and learned from them. But the group we have now 
is very strong in Christ and very so, uh, strong in uh, musically. And and I'm just blessed to be have my, my friend and brothers in Christ too. So that's that's how we got our current lineup. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You definitely have been blessed with um, Keith and, and Jim. I mean, total total blessings. I remember them from Rock of Salvation as well. We did an interview with them about what was it two years ago. I think it's longer than that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm like in a time warp, but yeah, I'm stuck yeah. in this box here, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I really appreciated their heart when I interviewed them um, with Rock of Salvation. And when I found out that, hey, we're breaking up, I was like, oh, no. And then I found out they were with you. And I was like, oh, yes, this is this yeah. is going to be good. And, you know, what you're doing, just listening to your hearts and the depth of everything that you're talking about, it's really, really refreshing. Um, you're in it for the right purposes and in, in doing the right thing. And may the Lord continue to bless you as you go out and share the gospel through music. May you see many souls saved and set free from uh, from sin, from, from addiction, from whatever has somebody bound. And one of the things that I also appreciate about you is I did a little bit of research and digging on the, on the interwebs, as we would not supposed to call it, but <laughs> taking a look at it. Um, you have a, another project that you do as well, and it's where you do Bible teaching, and it's called Wednesday's Word. Um, why do you feel it's so important to share and break the Word of God down as well as preach and teach, exhort, edify, encourage through your music? Yeah, you know, um, you know, Earl's always made this comment, you know, we're much more than just musicians, we're a ministry. And that really is what it, what, it, you know, what we want to do is put the word of God out there. And I've thought about doing that for years and years. I don't know why I didn't start it during the pandemic. Satan discouraged me. You know, he said, everybody's online with the church sermons. Nobody's going to listen to you. You know, what if you say stuff wrong? You know, how social media could be pretty, pretty aggressive sometimes. You know, what if I don't quite interpret something right? And it just felt like the right time, Then So much is going on that I'm hearing from the pulpit. To me, what I what I call progressive preaching or things that I don't think that line up with the word. And I just felt like I had to have another voice. You know, I think there needs to be another voice out there. And it's not that I'm a, you know, master's degree in theology or going through the seminary or anything like that. You know, all I'm trying to do is pique some interest, share a little verse, share a little bit what I think about it. You're not getting in too deep. And, and just hope that other people will, you know, hey, I want to go home and look at that verse, see what he's talking about or what he's saying, or is he right? Or, you know, and really, I just hope, you know, the biggest part is, is, is I hope people take that and engage themselves and study the word of God themselves. Yeah. It's not, it is to put it out there. Um, but that's what I hope that people get from that. You know, we, 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 uh, we release those every Wednesday on our YouTube channel and uh, hope people that will listen and subscribe. And I hope that this will, It'll take off and sh- people share that to somebody that we don't even know because so many times things have been placed in front of all of us. You know, the right devotion or the right sermon, the right Bible verse pops up on our Facebook page and we're just happen to be going through a trial. My devotion when I pull it up is just what I need to hear that day, the struggle that I'm going through. So I, I hope that just that right Wednesday's word is shared on somebody's Facebook page on a Wednesday that somebody's going through something that that's going to help them through. That's, that's, that's my goal. That's what I hope happens. That's awesome. that's awesome. Stay encouraged in doing that. And I really believe it dovetail, dovetails perfectly with what you're doing because somebody can, they can hear your music and be like, wow, you know, that's great. That's awesome. That's really encouraging. And then they find that and then they're fed deeper, you know, with what they're doing. And Amen. that's something that the Lord's been stirring in me and been trying to do it with the time that we have here. You know, I've been doing uh, Raven's heart for, and variations of Raven's heart for about four years now. And, um, I've been adding some, some deep dives, deeper dives into scriptures. So, yeah, I think it's important for people to see that you are about the word and really exalting the word you're exalting Jesus. And, you know, that's what, that's what ministry is all about. And we've got some comments coming in. Ginger says, love you guys. And then Candy says, second chance rising is the best. You heard it right here on Raven's Heart from Candy. Candy, thank you so much. They are the best. I love their heart. I love their music. 
Um, that, that music makes me ready for the weekend. I mean, I can go driving down I-26 <laughs> with the windows down, probably won't do it tomorrow cause it's going to be cold, but with the windows <laughs> down, just enjoying the, you know, enjoying the drive with the healer, you know, cranked all the way up on the radio. I, I absolutely love it. You know, and really what we're talking about here is we're talking about salvation. That's what it all comes down to. Um, Jesus's name for those that don't know it, if you translate it you know, back to Hebrew, it means salvation, you know, and that's the, that's the video that we played at the beginning um, that kind of helped save the show at the beginning when we lost the video <laughs> drop. Uh, we experienced some salvation at the beginning there. Um, you know, for those that are watching and listening that have not yet experienced salvation through Jesus, what would you say to that person? I would, you know, I would say personally, you know, if, if you tried everything else in life and you're not happy and you've got more bad days and you've got good days, you know, when you have that salvation, you know, so many times when we, when we look at becoming Christians, I know early on with me and, and, and many others, you, you look at all this stuff you got to give up. You know, I'm not supposed to be drinking, cussing, lusting. I got to be kind to people. You know, I can't do this and I can't do that. But what we need to focus on is all the benefits of salvation and being a Christian, the peace that comes from it. You know, I don't know how people go through trial without Jesus. I don't know how people grieve when they lose a loved one without Jesus. You know, I have that peace, you know, when someone passes away and I know that they're Christian, I have that peace that they're in a better place. And that, you know, that that grieving process almost becomes a jealousy. You know, they beat me to the promised land. Not that I'm in a hurry, Glenn, but you know what I'm saying? You rely on that peace. It's all the benefits of sal- you know, salvation. It's it's you know the Lord is going to take care of you and provide with, for you. Um, you know, I don't remember the verse. I think it's in Matthew where he talks about, you know, the, the parents, um, uh, the parents giving the child. He wouldn't give him a stone. He'd give him bread. Oh, yes, yes, him. yes. He's a good father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly right. That's that's that passage. He won't get a serpent either. When, when you Yes, that's it. When you have that peace and that, that salvation, you know that you're taken care of. You're in God's hands. And when you when you get to that place that you can have that faith and that trust, life is a lot easier. You know, like I was telling you, looking back on those times, you, you go through tough times with God and without God. And all those times are easier with God. Absolutely. I, I love that verse about, and that's another verse that God's really been, um, prompting me with as I've been considering him and considering scripture is that when he calls you to do something and to venture out of your comfort zone, he's got things for you. And when he hands you the bag, okay, it's not going to be the serpent. It's not going to be the rock. It's not going to be like that fateful Christmas morning when you woke up and you wanted stretch Armstrong, but instead you got fetch Armstrong and it was just absolutely sheer disappointment. He's going to give you something better than you can even have imagined. You know, no eye is seen and no ear is heard. I know that's in context of, you know, the future to come, but it's also the futures that we have here in those second chances that God does give us. He's got something way better. Um, and that's something that I've had to personally die to because I've had my ideas of what I've wanted to do and the way I've wanted to to go and what would make me comfortable. And I've just had to die to all that. And then doing that, dying to that, just putting that aside, the things that he's been releasing, it's like been mega, mega acceleration. Um, you know, it's just like, Wow. I never imagined that. And my wife and I, we were talking about that this afternoon. I'm telling her everything that's happened. She's like, wow, wow, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I just need to sit down and take a breath because it's going, it's going pretty fast. And that's an encouragement to everybody that's out there. And you know what? These, these Wednesday words that we're talking about and second chance rising, if you're watching us on Facebook and on YouTube live, go ahead down in the description and I put a link down there so that you can go ahead to their YouTube channel and subscribe to Wednesday's word and be fed by what the, uh, the word that they're teaching. I also put the links to their music down there. Go ahead and support these guys. They are doing the work of the gospel. They are about their father's business. And in being about the father's business, you also are working on another new album. Can you tell us about that? We are. It's called uh, it's called Road to Grace. So we're going to we're going to drop the first single February the 24th of this month. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. And it was um, it's a couple songs are 
personal to, to me on it. Just kind of looking back at this last 10 years and this lifetime of journey of this road of grace and how looking back on it now is I can see how God was directing me to do just what we're doing now. And um, I think it's some of our best stuff and it's pretty rocking. And I think people are going to enjoy it. And then we're going to drop the first signal on uh, uh, February the 24th. Uh, so make sure that you subscribe and keep in touch with us. We'd love to, love to you know, comment. We'd love to get to know you. And uh, we're going to drop the second single a couple months after that. Then we're going to drop the whole EP. Nice. Nice. That sounds exciting. Um, I love the title of that road to grace and the first singles being dropped on February 24th. Hey, before we close out and go into the weekend, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our viewers and our listeners? Uh, yes. Yeah, I want to say thanks Glenn for what you do, right? We're talking about a lot about the band and everything, but I just want to say thank you to you for what you're trying to, you know, what you set out to do week by week and uh, allowing bands like us to come on here and get some exposure and, and, uh, and allow people to hear from us. And you are a, a key part of that. I just want to say thanks for your faithfulness and your diligence to do that. Appreciate that. And your patience with me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, I, re I that really encourages me and, and means a lot to me. Um, you know, yeah. when I started this project, I didn't know where it was going to go. I just knew I wanted... I started out, you know, just really simple one step. I was like, I want to do a show about Jesus and heavy metal, but it's just expanded into so many different things and, you know, different genres and being able to meet different musicians. And I've had authors on, I've had, um, I had Dallas Jenkins on a year ago, you know, oh, to wow. talk about the chosen and the things and the doors that God has opened up and, you know, just taking that one step of faith. And people ask me like, what are you doing? And why are you doing this? I'm like, I, don't, I really don't know. I just know this is what I need to do. And I'm sure that you've been like that as well. Where like, okay, this is the one thing I need I know how to do. And then God just st starts opening up other doors for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like we were talking before, you know, about, <clears throat> people who do not know what salvation is like you i'm also married and in a good marriage you find that the hard times are lessened because you have someone to share it with yes but the happiness is multiplied because you have somebody to share it with yes same with salvation <laughs> wow that is what a way to end the evening. That is so profound. Yes, it is. And that's why it's not good for man to be alone. Exactly. That is why it's not good for man to be alone. That is so cool. And hey, we got this guy, Craig Shevlin, weighing in at the end here. He says, Hi, uh, Dad. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Dad. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> hey and for those that are still watching right now i do i do have to do this real quick uh, just a little bit of housekeeping that we have here um you've been watching us this evening on youtube live and facebook live but hey if you've been uh watching us on let me go ahead here and go ahead and take the comment down so that you can actually see um see what's on here go to the comments there we go there we go yes if you are watching us on youtube live go ahead and subscribe to us um, that not, just not helps us out here uh, to get, you know, there's this nasty thing called the algorithm um, that's kind of hard to beat sometimes. If you go ahead, subscribe to us, comment or and or like and share, that will help us get the word of God out to more people through this medium and more people will be exposed to bands like Second Chance Rising. I'll tell you what, guys, I am getting so sick and tired of the guys that are online. They're like, well, Christian Contemporary Christian music is dead. It's dead. It's there, no more. God's done with it. They ain't been listening to you guys. They ain't been listening to the artists that we've had on Raven's Heart. It is not dead. It's just going in a different stream. It is not and dead. And that's, no I assure you, it is not dead. Yep. Absolutely. It is not dead. That's right. Yep. And guys like Second Chance Rising are proof of that. You're just listening to the wrong. Everybody needs to be watching and listening to Raven's Heart to find out that it's not dead. Right there. You heard it right here. You heard two things right. tonight. That check, Second Chance Rising is the best and that you need to watch and listen to Raven's Heart. Hey, guys, hold on the line. I'm just going to close this out real quick. And let me go ahead here and take that 
that off um, so that we can see. There we go. It's a one man operation up here. So, you know, mm-hmm. Amy's in the other room, uh, our, our studio dog. She, she's all paused and can't run the controls here. So, hey, uh, next week we will be back uh, and we're going to ha- go back and look at a band from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, Winner's Resurrection. They got a brand new release that is going to knock your socks off. Uh, it's totally amazing. If you are into bands from the eighties, bands like Striper, Petra, uh, Dokken, um, Scorpions, all those great bands, uh, you're going to love Winner's Resurrection. They're going to be on stage at Get Revelation Rock Fest on May 13th at the Hanahan Amphitheater. Go ahead and get your tickets now that they are on sale at lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. And until next week, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.